You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast of today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we're a man down again. Unfortunately, yeah. Jake is what we call hugging the toilet. Um, Hopefully so we, only in one way. Yeah, really. Um, so we really didn't want him around. No. You know, it is sad that we're kind of kind of a trend where we're a man down here lately. But it's like, what, three weeks in a row now? I know, it, but you know, it's all right. He's sick and we're happy he's not here. For that reason, only that reason. Yes. So it is what it is. Uh, but tonight is Game of Thrones. This was the epic second episode of... Season 7. Season 7. That is correct. Um, the old Stormborn. Stormborn. Which they pretty much stated the episode just with the sound effects in the opening of the episode. <laughs> yeah, really. No joke. Uh, the director was Mike Milode. Oh, my it's Milode. <laughs> it's Milode. That's it. Yeah. He yeah, said it, yeah. marked it, and he shot it. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, guys, before we get started, I do. we usually do it at the end of the episode, but I do want to remind y'all, we, a lot of the stuff we discuss on our podcast, we do from discussions with fans mm-hmm. of the shows, fans of Bleed TV Podcast, different things of that nature on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. email, and YouTube. Um that they talk to us, throw some theories at us. People, some people have our numbers when they text us, and that's usually how we prepare our content for the podcast. Don't mm-hmm. get wrong; we watch it, we synthesize it, whatever you want to call it. You know, watch it two or three times and try to get as much as we can. But we love to discuss the possibilities, theories, and like that that come from the people who listen to the podcast. Because I mean, that's what makes this show so enjoyable. Because right. you know that water cooler talking. That's why we enjoy doing absolutely. It. So don't forget, Bleed TV podcast at gmail.com there's bleed tv podcast on facebook uh my profile for the podcast is zach bleed tv um i try to try to befriend as many you know fans of the mm-hmm. show and like that so we can kind of you know, easier way to connect on facebook and of course on twitter is bleed tv podcast so uh don't be shy follow connect with us whatever give us a like we don't care just a way for us to be able to chit chat with us for the show but let's dive into game of thrones um as we said this was the second episode um i'm gonna go ahead and say my favorite episode of the two episodes so far this season <laughs> oh t- tough call <laughs> it was it was difficult it took me off 12 seconds oh um, okay so don't, don't i'm glad that. you sat on it for a little bit well, and, i didn't uh, want to make a rash decision okay you know it's important <laughs> when you have this quality of television yes um but anyway uh but yeah, I, think, I saw a lot of hate on this episode throughout the internet. So I've had people texting you know, me. I felt like this conversation night is going to be really good because there was such varying opinions mm-hmm. on different scenes that some people were like, this is the most amazing thing ever. And some people are like, eh, it fell. Yeah. You know, and I'm interested to, you know, to, t- you know, talk about that. Cause I mean, like I said, a lot of our fans have kind of given us both sent the sword and, um, we'll just dive in. So, um, you know, the show, one thing I want to change and talk about is, is that the opening credits, I kind of did some research and read some different things and kind of watched it myself. And uh, I'm not going to take credit that I saw it, but I do want to discuss it. Okay. Cause I was like, man, bravo to you for still watching opening credits. Like, yeah. Well, we the funny thing now. is, you know, the first episode did a cold open and it threw me off. Yeah. You know, and I usually love to watch the opening credits to see if they shake things up because they always do. There's mm-hmm. always little clues. Um, and so, this time, I went back and watched, and they said that somebody noticed the difference of why, how the the whites and the, the dead will be able to get around the wall, like okay. in the prophecy of the yeah. hound. If you watch the opening credits, when they shows you the wall wow. where from Winterfell, the first time you see it, you see the wall, and then you see the ocean water on each side. Okay. Okay, whatever like that. And then it makes a cutaway, and then you see the water's frozen. 
I'm going to have to go back and watch this. And so if you watch it closely, you're like, and so I went back to a couple of seasons ago and found some pictures of people who have mm-hmm. found this. And you can see it's blue water. And then this, the opening credits for the last two episodes, frozen. it's white frozen. Thus, like the prophecy or what, you know, Hound saw that he would they walk around the wall, you know, not the, through it. And man, if they're walking around the wall, that completely changes yeah. everything that we've thought East about. Watch by the sea, uh-huh. the whole nine. So you can see where we're going to get a, what makes me excited about this is if this is the way it looks, we're going to get a new location mm-hmm. for a wall battle or a stand or something different. I mean, they, one, we won't be able to blame Bran. You know, that's a big thing. That's true. And then two, there's a lot of cool battle strategies we can do with ice. <laughs> so like, no doubt. I don't know if you've seen the original, well, not the original King Arthur, but the King Arthur with Clive Owen and that giant ice battle. Imagine if we get something like that, you yes. know, where you just get people just taking hammers and smashing ice and then walkers walking underneath the ice and we see their eyes. Yeah. Oh, man. Part of me is like, is this going to be like a bad Pirates of the Caribbean pun? You know, I hope not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't uh, I don't think there's any way that this show's going to do I hope not bad. either. I, I, I really don't. You know, it's just, it's one of those situations where I don't think Game of Thrones would do something like that. But I'm just saying that it's going to be really, really fascinating to see it go that route. Mm-hmm. But I could also see people bash it like, that's not what they expect or where they think it yeah, should Yeah, I mean, 50-50. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, some of us are going to love it. Some of us, like, I've already gotten excited just thinking about a cool different thing that I've never thought about. Whereas other people, you know, they're going to be like, oh, I really wanted to see the wall crash. I'll right. probably be that person as soon as they're walking around the wall. But, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but other than that, in the credits, I didn't see anything different. But that was a big mm-hmm. thing, um, which looked totally plausible. Thus, the show has given us a hint by Hound's prophecy. And, I mean, they've changed the opening credits for monumental things like that. Like, after the Septal stuff, like, we saw it crash. We saw Winterfell on fire for right. two or three yeah, seasons. It was on, so, yeah, like, that stuff matters. Exactly. So, I think this is a big Easter egg. And kudos to who caught this because, you know, I've seen four articles that show pictures of this. So I, who knows who actually yeah. got it. So kudos to whoever, but I think it's pretty awesome. Thank you for putting uh, it out in the world. That's yeah. what matters. Uh, the episode opens up with a nice little rainstorm there at Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. And we get this, one of my favorite scenes of the entire episode right from the get-go was this council. Yes. I think this told more about each character and the acting was phenomenal. Um, the testing of various was awesome. Her just rattling off everything. I mean, I know like they're studying their lines and everything, but just the ferociousness, her smirks, like the facial cue, cues that well, she was giving. Well, if you notice, the, this season, don't get me wrong, two episodes, but the last season is still one, her cunningness mm-hmm. of not showing you her cards until the very end exactly has gotten really so strong, much better. Really, really strong. And so when she was hitting him there for a second, I was like, various... Yeah. I hope you got a dagger, son. I mean, there because was... Because you and Worm are finna go at it. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, some venom yeah. in her voice, like, at the end of everything. like, And she worked it in, and I was like, whoo. Right. Well, every, for every answer she, uh, he had, she had a you know, yeah, she, she had, had a another question. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I think that's... She was Vares and old Littlefinger-esque. It was like she already knew his answer and was prepared with another thing to come right on top of it. Right. Well, and credit to Varys for having yes. good answers, you know, which was true, you know. Bottom line is his secrets are his currency for life. You know, if he doesn't have always them, have, he's not worth be. having, you know. And so... And like, when he said, uh, if you want blind loyalty, 
Like I f- felt he could have gone a different way, and it would have been a little bit more impactful. But like, because like, if you want blind loyalty, I'm not your person. Go ahead, let me leave. But I think you should probably just oh, kill yeah. go, everybody. Go ahead and make me dragon bait. Yeah, know, like just go ahead and kill everybody if you want blind loyalty, because they're not going to give you good counsel. Like, and I think he's right. Yeah, I think he's right, and I think that was the turn of the conversation. You know, to me it was is that you know okay yeah I mean if he sat there and says oh no I'm truly 100 percent loyal then you do kill him mm-hmm. because he's a liar, you know so I, I give her props for that. Um, now I will say the conversations between different people. You know, Yara speaking up, um, you know the mistress from Dorn, you know all that stuff. Hilarious, then, I think. Yeah, I think that's hilarious, Sam. Um, but I'll tell you this. Um, I think it was Brian, one of our fans, he said is that what hurt him about this scene, which it really didn't dawn on me a little bit until I watched it a second time, is, is that we have lost Tyrion Lannister. We don't have the smart aleck, semi-drunk, great comedy, you know, smart ass. We don't have not even an inkling of it. Like, remember when we used to have episodes of him and Varys and they would have this banter yes. back and forth? And I mean, I'm talking about, like, we, we could watch 60 minutes of this. This oh, yeah. is just a great. And so on. Think about the last episode we had any banter with Tyrion and any character. I don't get me wrong. He's Mr. Hand of the Hand of the Queen yeah. and he's got all that stuff like that. But there is a part of me that misses what made him so lovable as a character. Oh, I do really miss that. But part of the problem is he's just had no joy. For the past two seasons. I mean, if we look back, like, I mean, he's had no positives. He's not getting laid. He gave up drinking. You know, he spent two months in a box being shipped with just holes. Yeah. I know. I guess I'm ready to have a little bit of yes, that, and that I mean, guy Hopefully, back. you know, after he takes Casterly Rock, which is, that's going to be questionable at best at this point. You know, maybe we can get some more of that joy back. Some of that wit- wittiness. Yes, I hope so. And but I, I mean, really there's so. a, there's been no one for him to have those witty remarks with. True, Very true. And I mean, that's part of the problem. Everybody's as well. been on the mission, mm-hmm. you know, either 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 defending yourself or on the mission. So. Like we're so straight straight line because like we don't have that much material left. That's right. Well, we're on the timelines on a, a different e- pace than we can imagine. Exactly. So. Um. So. But what, so, what do you think about Daenerys's plan? So, like, do you agree with her that she should be going to just go ahead? Well, light the plan everything? itself is is that we don't want to attack and she create has, a city of ashes, and thus you're creating a realm of fear. Just not how you want to create. You want to be an inspiring yeah. queen, not one that is throttles by fear. Exactly. Um, which is what Cersei technically is. You don't want to become your enemy. Um, I think she's also fighting her legacy. You know. She's a Targaryen. Yes. Anybody who thinks of a Targaryen, you think of the Mad King and the history that came with it. And you think about the last person who came in with dragons and what happened to the kingdom. Just and, lit everything on fire, burn, and we right. will rebuild it. That's exactly. Um, so all of that in play, she's def- she's having to fight that. Mm-hmm. The other part of this, too, is that her, her plan is similar in the fact of you want people to love you and respect you. And that's the reason that you're the leader. But she tried that in Marine, and you see what happens. But that was different. A, she had never ruled before. She didn't really have counsel. And but you have to understand, ruling where Marine was versus where, you know, the Westeros is, that's two different animals. Yeah. I mean, completely two different animals. I mean, So he, even if you say you got experience from one, that's I wouldn't say that initially helps you with the other. Well, I mean, just the ability to take a shot 
is like my thinking behind it. You know, it's like you're less scared to pull the trigger now on certain decisions. And so I think that's where it's going to help her because she's already made that decision before. So she'll be like, it makes it a little bit easier to do it the second time to do it the third time. Something that was funny to me is, is that, okay, you you know how Cersei sent a raven, okay, to John. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that later. I know we're going to go with that. But anyway, you know, he's, you know, kneel or suffer the consequences, Mm -hmm. basically, you know, like that. Is it surprising that Danny didn't do anything similar to this? Well, I mean, she did send one to John. She did to John, but she didn't send anything to Cersei or anybody else. Well, it was just John. So there's a big problem with this. So where'd she get the ravens from? Stannis hasn't been there for like two and a half years. She does have Varys. Okay, but they don't have the the literal ravens to fly because how they get them is they have ravens trained to go to each and every castle. Unless you left out two and a half years of bird seed and they didn't decide to fly away. This is a problem. Where are these ravens coming from? This is a problem. So like, it makes sense why she didn't send it to other people, but then it's like, how did she send it to John? You know what I mean? It's the issue. Yeah. Um, so that, but the reason me. I can see that she didn't want to do it to Cersei is there's a good chance she doesn't think Cersei knows that she's landed on Dragonstone yet. You know? I mean, she still just wants to siege it and take it by surprise. So to let Cersei know that you're here, I could I could go with that. I, I guess, and especially since you're going to be sending your ships away, but wouldn't you want to send your? I guess, I guess is if is to say that it's futile to say you're going to get loyalty from from people who are on Westeros when you're considered a foreigner. I guess it's just futile. Well, I mean, she doesn't believe she's going to, but Varys thinks that they are because you know, remember he said, yeah, well, yeah. They, they hate her. Yeah. Well, like, you know, oh, she's like, oh, you know, people are cheering my name at night, you know, under their breath and everything. Those are the same sweet words everyone whispered to my brother. So she doesn't believe that she's going to have that. So it makes sense for her to want to stay as low key, see if she can get help, and then make your big grand entrance with the siege and everything. Right. Uh, I know I get you on that. Now, the the thing that was very interesting about this war council is is that the conversation that the Queen of Thorns had at the end. Loved it. You know, where she sits down like that and says, you know, hey, he's a clever fellow, mm-hmm. but I've outlived several clever fellows and and the whole reason why is is that you be who you are. You know, you're well to ignore him. And I thought that was weird advice. Um I don't think you ignore, but I think if you it's twice fold. You know, you can say you're ignoring, but you know, you lose your respect and your yeah everything by just ignoring folks. But she's telling her, I think, but see, I think queen of Thrones has her alternative motives. She Always. wants Cersei mm-hmm. to be ashes. She wants anything of her legacy to be destroyed. And this is a conversation she had after the, the grand plan yes. of we're going to take the Dornish back, get the soldiers ready. We're going to go take Cassie Rock with the Unsullied and Tyrion, and then we're going to choke out supplies. Yeah, starve them out quick. Starve them out quick, where we're not burning everything to the ground. And um, which, to my opinion, is not is is a smart plan. I, it it's a backfire. Like I mean, it's one of those things where it's hard to say because now you're going to make the people suffer. Well, but it's better to suffer than die, I guess. Well, here's the thing with that is is that. I think if you're wanting to, you can't have it both ways. No. You really, really can't. You know, I think the move of taking a Castle Rock to basically sever the Lannister, the dynasty, if you want to call it. <laughs> dynasty. Um, uh, uh. That 
that's supposed to be the monumental moment yeah. that makes people go, okay, Cersei's not worth having, and everybody turns on her. Don't see that. Um, choking out the you know, the capital city where people suffer, don't see that either. No. Um, so I really don't think there is a way to go in there to make people feel like they're liberated and that she's the, the next breaker of chains and she's the one who's loved. To me, a show of power that is restrained. Yes. Go in there and show. It's just like when you saw at Marine, when she went out there and they, they blew up three boats with the dragons and people were like, F this, yeah. you know, like. and deuces. <laughs> Go out there and show your might. And show that this is what's going to go down, but I'm willing to save and spare your lives by, if you deliver me your queen. Well, I think your best bet is to just send all three dragons to just blow up the castle, you know, and then you rebuild that. That way everyone knows, okay, these things are real. We can't compete with these. And then you're showing graciousness by not taking out the city and everything. Yeah. Now, sure. You're going to have. Three dragons run wild, and they're probably going to destroy a lot Again, more. Again, you don't even have to destroy anything in the city. You could destroy something outside of the city and say, you know, and put it on a timeline. No, be, I mean, those timeline things never work. Like, well, I mean, if you look at people and say, you know, you go out there and you, you know, ca- the the capital's got ships, it has port, it has this, all this stuff like that. You can go out there and destroy something major that is not going to devastate the city like destroy its major capital or anything. destroy the port's pretty, pretty well, I'm talking about like know, something that's outside saying. on the outer banks and that you know and say that you know shortly hereafter we're coming in mm-hmm. it's your choice whether or not you're going to be a part of the resistance or if you want to go ahead and serve up the queen or whatever i just don't see people going i'm not going to face the barbecue yeah for you you know what i mean no and i mean part of that is yeah, the, no one likes Cersei. Like, I mean, why are people going to be willing to fight for? That's, that's a what big I'm thing. At. Uh, that's what I look at. So, but back uh, to you know the Queen of Thorns. You know, her saying, "Don't trust clever men." Like, the only reason I would side with her on that is just because Tyrion is gaining more out of this plan than anybody else. He's gaining Casterly Rock. You know that that's a very odd thing, and like I couldn't. But tell- is he? If you if you're, if you're he's gonna get Casterly Rock back. Yeah, but if he's considered a traitor of his own homeland, doesn't matter. He's still got the Lannister last name. Jamie can't take it because he's in the Kingsguard. Yeah, like, I don't know that 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 ha- that has uh, that's a fifty fifty cut. Like, were me. you looking at everybody's reactions? Like when he put the yeah, like I, the the their reactions were mixed. Like I couldn't. They tell were them. like some people were like, eh, and some people were like, yeah, you know, that there, wasn't, there wasn't anybody who pounced ever going. Damn, that's good. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's supposed to be all cunning. You're like, I just, I'm going to really tell you, I think when you see the Unsullied attack next episode and all that stuff, I don't see it planning how you think. You know, everybody who watched the show is expecting Dar- Daenerys to come in here and steamroll mm-hmm. and so on. Well, she just lost a major amount of ships. She, and I really think the potential is, is that the Unsullied go over there and get slaughtered. Well, now my question is, how did the how did the Unsullied get there? It's another great question. What, you know what? Well, I, now you got to understand. Now the Queen of Thorns and oh, so they could no Yara went with her ships and took the Dorn sands. ships. She took Dorn ships and she took 
her ships. Right, but they so didn't guess, take all of them because she had to have quite an armada to carry this amount of people. They didn't take all of them. There's no way. So you think that uh, – I mean, I think uh, Yara took all of hers and all of Dorne's. Well, I think it's – if Yara was transporting them back, I think it was just Yara's. Okay. That's the whole deal. Yara will take you back and so on and prepare your land troops. I'm okay that, with that then. You and know what I'm saying? And the leftover ships, like the Tyrell ships and some of the exactly. Other I mean, that's were, the, yeah. You can't. Well, if, if there's no ships left, then we're not going to Castle Rock. Yeah. So I mean, it's just kind of a no-brainer. Um, just wasn't explained well. Exactly. Um, so that's how that goes. With the, so then they go outside. We have a visitor, and it's Melisandre. Um, okay. Convenient. So, yeah, there's a lot of things I loved about this episode because we tied a lot of things together from previous seasons. And, like, I got weird goosebumps like, oh, these people haven't met before, but they're connected to this person. You know, they're connected to this person. I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be really exciting in an episode or two. Like, so when Melisandre comes back, but John sees Melisandre there, that's going to be an interesting thing since he still wants to kill her. Right. But the one thing that Melisandre said, which just made my mind go ba-boom, 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 mm-hmm. is that she said the prince will bring Dawn is that is a difference in the battle of the night king. Yes. Okay. Okay. Key word. Dawn. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's something else in this storyline that's famous with the name Dawn? I think there's a pretty famous sword that we harped on last year. Li- just a little just, bit. Just a, yeah. I just mean, a we hair. didn't die. Okay. So this blew out some theories on Dawn being a key component mm-hmm. of what takes out the night king. Um, and according to one or two YouTube theorists and so on, that the dawn has been shown this season. I'm calling 100% BS. I'm okay? right there with you. All right. According to the theorists that dawn is now in the hands of, what's his name again? I always forget. You know, the one I... Oh, uh, Beric Dondarrion. Dondarrion. And so on. I have watched the episode again on the one. I freeze framed it, this, that, and so on. The dawn that was shown in Bran's vision. You know, vision was very prominent, had a needle on top of it, and its its guard mm-hmm. was curved, and it was a very large-handled weapon, um, and so on. And then you look at Vondarian and his sword. It does have a little nipple on top of it, but the guard doesn't, doesn't look like it, doesn't carry it. And I, I just have to me just have to say... No. I don't even see the way it gets to him. You know, and because like I said, even in the books, his storyline's over a long time ago. And so they're keeping him around, but I just don't see that. And then, of course, people are like, well, you see his sword light up in flames. Well, it's not the sword no, that lights in flames. It's If you watch when he fights the hound, he slices his hand uh-huh. and the flame just erupts, you know, up the blade. Now, and he's of course, already... when you watch the preview, the flames just suddenly appear. So mm-hmm. it is a, a it is kind of a change. But Dawn was not known for becoming a flaming sword. No. Dawn is it, a... It's made from a thing. meteorite. Right. And that's another thing is, is that Dawn from the book looks way different than what the show shows yes. you as Dawn. Like, I mean, Dawn is on par with a Valerian steel blade. Like, it's as famous as those and it's that sharp. All of that. But it's not steel. It's made from a meteorite. Right. It's made from meteorite. And it looks like it has, it's glassy, veiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very, very distinctive sword. One of a kind. It's the only one ever forged yep. from the meteor that fell. Um, I mean, the Danes, you know, 
it's passed down dang to dang with, with it has to be an honored night and all that kind of stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, it shows Ned with the sword in hand via TV show, but that's the end of it shows. And I yeah. think that was the end of the era of Dawn when it yeah. comes to the TV show. Like in the book, like he gives it to Aisha after he which killed, is Arthur's yeah, wife, which is Arthur's wife. And that's the end of the sword. No one knows where it is. Uh, we don't know if she died with it. If she hid it. What? And I right. don't think the sword's going to be making a comeback. I don't think so either. And I didn't for sure. But when the Melisandre said brings Dawn, it kind of makes part of the prophecy. I know right. that, but it does make you, you know, as well as I yeah. do, everybody trips on every little word, every little detail. And it's just such a key statement. You know it, what I mean? It really is. So I was like, part of me wants it to be, you know, that. But since the show didn't show Dawn for what it really was, mm-hmm. I just don't see it being as prominent. And not only that, Arthur Dane didn't even carry Dawn. No, he didn't fight with it. And like, that's the most he was, yeah, yeah. So I think the only reason they showed you that was, was just, just to, to pay say, homage. hey, book reader, yeah. here's the homage to Dawn. Exactly. You know, um, and to my mind, it was not the best homage. So it is what it is. But I mean, at least they showed it. Like, right. No, I'm not even going to give him that. I butchered him last year. I'm not going back on that. I'll double down. <laughs> All right. So Melisandre talks about John. And, and Danny his- warmed up pretty quickly to Melisandre. Like, I know she's like, well, oh, know, Red Priest saved the, us and the, everything. What are, they, what are they called? The Red? The Red Priestess. Priestesses. You know, helped yeah. them back at Marine. And then but Tyrion st- coming up there and saying, I know John, he's a good man, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That, well, that sealed the deal. Well, I mean, you know? I was okay with, you know, everyone vouching for John and everything because as viewers, we've seen him grow. But, like, just how quickly she dove in was okay with Melisandre. And then Miss Sandy's like, I know you two are speaking in perfect high Valyrian, but yeah, this Prince, thing was, yeah, it was like, it could be either. And then Danny was like, I like that a lot better. I was like, oh, my God. Why do you care about a prophecy? Was, to me, it was a little spoon feeding. Yeah, exactly. It was a little too much spoon feeding. To me, you know. It was just too convenient. It's like, let's have a little bit of struggle in this situation. Right. You know, well, not only that, why go through the, the language lesson? Yeah, especially uh, yeah. when you have two people speaking it perfectly. Right. To me, yeah, this is the like, her born language. Yeah, that's what she was the grew up speaking. You, yeah. And so on. And uh, I don't know. It To me, it's just... It's convenient you can say, well, you know, the, the wording is a little different where it could be princess. Yeah. And now okay. all of a sudden, huh? Yeah. We've got to make this thing that much more complicated. Uh, yeah, but exactly. we did get the tearing little quip. Oh, it doesn't quite roll off the tongue that easily. <laughs> yeah. I was like. Yes, yes, yes. One of those yeah. few moments we did get. Um, John yeah. gets the raven with the invite. And I was thinking, you know, it's like, how are they going to make this thing legit? You know, she doesn't have a seal. Tyrion doesn't have a seal. He doesn't know who Daenerys is. Like, why is he going to believe The line this? at the end to show that it was Tyrion and Perfect. was money in the bank. Yep. As you soon know? as uh, he said, just finish reading it. And she said the, uh, what is it? Bastards are all dwarves in their father's eyes or all dwarves are bastards in their eyes. I know I, we loved it and I just butchered the line, but. Right. This is the second yes. episode row. We can't remember. <laughs> this time it's your fault. Um, that right there. You know, Sealed it was good. It. That's that was a good way to give it some credibility mm-hmm. and so on. Of course, her, you know, Sansa and John argue that's a trap, it's too risky, blah blah blah. And you think, yeah. In my opinion, if you where you are standing, we're here. I would agree just with become Sansa. king. I'm with Sansa. Yeah. It's just not meet me a middle ground. Come to me. Something. You know, send somebody. Send Sansa. Yeah. Send a. You know. Send an emissary. Whatever. 
But like through that thing, like I'm thinking, you know, you send Sansa, you send Brienne, a few other people. That's good to go. Right. Now, I will say the one thing he does is, is that, and he's right, it's worth the risk, is is that if you know, thanks to Sam's Raven, that magically made, <laughs> that, it, yeah, magically that magically made it to Winterfell. Um, first try. And uh, that Dragonglass is, that's where it's at. Yeah. We, and, you really, and you know that is the only prominent weapon you have that will work. I mean, realistically, well, we could stay here and be strong and die. Or, and be valiant, or I can make a deal with the devil potentially, or go to my death. But at least it was in an effort to save you all. Yes. To I mean, me, he me, makes once some, you put it in that situation, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent, he's making the right call. But it's a lot easier for us now that we know all the information than it is for them. Like he should have, he needs to find a way to listen to counsel better, and like manipulate them into making it their idea. Well, I wouldn't say that either because, like he said, I didn't want this. I didn't ask for it. You bestowed it upon me, and I'm doing the best I can. If he were to make it where he was cunning and like Littlefinger esque, yeah, and so on, I don't think it would work. Okay, like, I, mean, I think it would. Like if you're manipulating folks, that's just not him. He's just gonna call it what it is, and if you like it, great. If you don't, and I'm gonna try to explain why. And you made me king, so deal with it. You know, and maybe that's what I mean. That makes more sense. You know, this isn't a democracy. As much as, you know, we want exactly. to say it is a democracy, he's king and he's got to be able to live with the decisions he's making. And it's interesting because his struggles are so different than everybody because he's so firm in what he wants to do. And he's just like, guys, just freaking trust me and know that right. I'm making the right decisions. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Again, he goes in the hall, tells everybody like that. Cersei argues with him in front of everybody, mm-hmm. and he Sansa. Yeah, I'm sorry, Sansa. And yeah. so, and like that was another problem. It was like you know they need a console, they need to talk to each other beforehand, and we fall in the same exact plot. same thing situation. Which don't get me wrong, I I, I kind of enjoy the banter when they're getting after each other. But then it goes ahead a good one. Well, we're gonna leave it in your capable hands. Yeah. And, and like I was, I was shocked that she was shocked. I was like, how did you not expect him to leave this to you? Yeah, what would you expect to leave it to? Yeah, you? I mean, I guess he could have given it to Lady Mulmer, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly, Lady Mulmer. there you go. Um, anyway, so we go back to, we're at King's Landing, and... Well, did we go straight underneath to the... No, that's later. Uh, okay. Um, I think it's later, but we can go ahead and cover it. I think is when John and Littlefinger are, are down in tombs. With uh, Brandon's. Ed's brother's uh, statue and everything. Now, I know they're looking at Ned's bones because Littlefinger's talking about it, but Brandon's right. thing was right there. Um, and it leads to a conversation where Littlefinger... Creepy and pedophile. I'm like, sorry, dude. I'm done Bottom with Bottom line is, is that, yes, oh, I loved your mother. <laughs> and I love Sanja just and like I loved your Sanja, mother. you know, and I'm just like... <laughs> I was like, where's the wink, the nod, and everything? Like, you know, and what's crazy about this is this is the second time a Stark man has choked Littlefinger. Yes. And threatened to kill him Actually, over a woman. Third. Yeah. Because if you remember Ned in season one, he chokes Littlefinger outside of the brothel. And then what's crazy about this scene is John's choking him in front of Ned's statue. Yep. Against the <laughs> wall and everything. Well, and Brandon choked him and almost killed him before Littlefinger was Littlefinger. Yeah. So, I mean, like the man just used to be choking. Yeah. Know? I mean... It might be a fetish. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to yeah. find through the brothels. Well, he doesn't seem like he enjoys it, but um, I just, man, it's amazing he's lived as long as he has in this situation. Oh, yeah. You know. And I mean, 100% with John and everything. I think he should have just killed him. Like, I, honestly, I'm done with this little finger. 
Well, I'm really curious to where his character is going to become a player again. It's I, I like think, he's played out a little bit. I don't know, but see, I don't have where he goes book wise on him. Well, so I mean, we'll now he's alone with Sansa, so maybe this is where he becomes a character again. I don't think so. But at like this you said, point, Sansa's already said, "I know what he wants," and good, you know all that crap. So. Yeah, but I mean, he's I got. There's no reason for him to still be in Winterfell, and the Aryans need to be like, you know, all the Vale people need to be like, "What are we still doing here? We didn't get rewarded for saving their lives. Uh, this isn't our place. Winter's coming. It's getting cold." We need to get home and protect it. Yeah. So, I mean, if they stay here much longer, it's going to be like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Cersei, King's Landing. We go to the house. You know, the house is full of these mm-hmm. lords. And, of course, Tarly is the obviously the big dog amongst all of them. Oh, yes. Um, oh, did you see the picture I put on Facebook? May, my, man, my, man, my man, Derek is is my hero he, he he texts me that you know and so on and he gave us some good information on some different things and some questions and uh we'll cover those in a minute but, but dude, i mean I that meme it. like that yeah, is top notch because he even looks Make like Westeros. trump in it, and i was like oh my god this is too much it was anyway. like we need him like all we needed was him on the ice wall yeah. oh my god <laughs> then we're done like we're done. shows That's over it. it's over um so this is the pitch you know, to all your lords and, hey, we need your help. We're, you know, we got the savages coming. And all she, she only said facts. Now she, you know, she didn't put all of it in perspective and everything, like a good manipulator and everything. And I was just like, she's doing a good job. You know, Quiburn, great master of secrets right now. Mm-hmm. And he isn't holding any back. Like after hearing like how much information she's getting and working with it, I'm fully convinced Vares only gave her like 30% of the secrets. Like he wasn't telling her anything. Yeah. No. Like I said, more, the more he, more currency he had, the better chance he had mm-hmm. living. Um, Jamie goes on and puts a desperate pitch on Tarly talking and, you know, tells him who's going to be the warden of the South. And, you know, when this is all over and, you know, we don't want to be ruled by savages and blah, blah, blah. You know, and part of me is like, Tarly's got to look at this and go, Really? No, like, I mean, this is all legitimate. Like, Tarly, like, in the book, I know me and Jake talked a lot about it, how great of a uh, general Stannis was. But Tarly's held in even higher regard than Stannis was. And so, really, realistically, left of live, since Tywin's dead, there's no one to even compete with Tarly. And so, to say that if he can swing and have him, and then Jamie doesn't want it, and he's in the Kingsguard. So making Tarly the uh, Warden of the South makes the most sense. Okay. All right. Well, I just – we don't – we the show has never shown you Tarly's ability, yeah. his force, what he brings to the table. You truly have to be a book reader to, to know, know yeah. what how formidable this is. The only thing we have here is, is – Jamie's like, they all looked for you for guidance. So obviously you're the big bad fish, mm-hmm. you know, and all in this pond. But that's all we got to go on. You as a book reader know evidently this guy yeah. is the creme of the creme when it comes oh, to Oh, as soon as Jamie force. started like spit shining his shoes and everything, I was like, Yes, this is making sense. Okay, I'm well seeing that's something this. the show doesn't give you. Mm-mm. Because, I mean, all I've ever seen him is him berate his son. You know, you want more bread? You really need more bread, you know? Which, also, it's a little weird that, you know, he was able to make it down here to King's Landing, but not over to Old Town to go get his sword back. But 
I digress. You know, <laughs> good to see he can make it out of the castle. Who knows if he even knows his sword's missing? He knows the sword's missing. <laughs> oh, and the, uh, what's your name? Dickon? Dickon? Dickon. Oh, my God. It's, it's Rickon. It's, oh, okay. You know, they recast him. That wasn't the same actor for the same character. I, I mean, the dude if was If you like, remember Sam when they had the dinner yeah. with the Tarleys, it was a different guy with some curly hair. This fella right here was... It's like 7'2", buff, yeah. got the gold curls Bills, at the you know, end of everything. It was like... Belongs on the cover of a Gap magazine. I, I mean, mean, are you sure you're related to Sam? Like, yeah, really. Have you seen Tarly here? <laughs> Where did you come from? You know? Yeah, I mean, it was a completely different actor. You know? And, like, the show made a pun because they didn't get his name right. Yeah. You know, like... You know, like, was it on purpose? I don't know. I was cracking up at it. Right. Good old exactly. Now, it cuts away for a minute, and you get to see Sam talking, and... Well, do you think that... Uh, oh, do we, do it comes back to this part? It comes okay. back. Um, Sam's talking to the headmaster, and it's like, you know, about Jorah. I don't want to give up on him. There could be a cure, and such and such, you know, had some cures, and he's like, yeah, he's too far gone. And by the way, the doctor that you're talking about, <laughs> he died of grayscale. You know... I love this guy. Like he's he believes in Sam enough, and then he's like, no. It's like I don't know if he's telling him to go get his own research or just listen to me. And so like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out where he's trying to guide Sam, but I'm loving the fact that I'm on this path trying to figure out which way he's leaning, and I'm leaning towards he wants to give Sam. He wants Sam to make his own answers, and that's exactly what Sam's doing. Right. He's kind of nudging him, but in a unique way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of get that too. And so, um, and then it cuts back to Cersei again quickly, and she's brought downstairs, and she's like, "Oh, this is where the trophies were yep. that Robert had, you know, sent down here and stuff." And the crazy thing is, is we've seen a lot of these in, you know, Arya was down here, and correct? She, and she hid amongst the bones yep. and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, we get a view of a new chamber. And we get to see the skull of the big bad boy that yep. came in. And now this one was rode by Aragon. Aragon, what's his name? Uh, Aegon. Aegon, the, the conqueror. And um, you know what the show is driving me nuts is, is that, and maybe I missed it. And I watched it twice like that. You know, they have the bones of these dragons. Mm-hmm. What brought these dragons down back then? Um, I don't think they've mentioned it in the. Uh... Some just ended up dying, but what eventually killed most of the dragons was other dragons. It was the Targaryen Blackfire Rebellion. So whenever uh, I believe it was Aegon died, uh, they passed it on to... He legitimatized all of his bastards. And so then the Blackfires were wanting to take, take a claim at it because they had older people than the actual Targaryens. And so then there was a huge rebellion... And of the 21 living dragons, only like one or two lived. And they were so old and mangled that they just ended up dying out. Okay. And so it was just... Well, it was just never explained. And, you know, like, like I was watching it with some other people. And they're like, ooh, how'd they kill those dragons? And I was like, oh. Other dragons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And so he unveils the secret weapon and to me this was a wah, wah, wah. I don't know I think the invention of a scorpion is pretty pretty cool I mean it's like what you, you know what I, when I watched this scene I was like I was expecting something a little bit more it's medieval times what, what are you? we're talking about 
this is this, this you know we have magic mysticism we have dragon fire we have all these things these amazing explosives all these great defensives that have always come up in the past to be able to save yeah and you come up with a scorpion a big crossbow well i mean did you see the hobbit have you seen any other Exa- medieval movie you. with dragons my next thing was the hobbit and guess what how many times did he shoot that thing before he actually hit it and he did at least have a cool black arrow I mean, at least the the hobbits look more affordable, you know. But I mean, quite affordable. Kyburn. I just like like <laughs> for sale. Yeah, you know, formidable. <laughs> um, this one, I mean, to me, yeah, you shoot it into a, a, a non moving, non animated object, and it, yeah, it penetrated the skull. Great. Didn't have anything to do with the scales or anything. Exactly, and yes, uh, a spear did wound a a dragon. You know, at but it only speared, it only did its wings, and that right. was the interesting to me, part. It's like I was just expecting a little bit something a little more grandioso. To okay. me, I mean, I, I can I, I can accept that, but to me, it was just like he invented a scorpion. You know, I mean, there's no other recorded history of this, and so I was like, "That's pretty cool." You know, this is how we got. Well, this are weapon. we to say this is the only one? I, I mean, in my opinion, to yeah. me, to me, if he's like. They're working around the clock, and we'll have 20 of them around the castle for when it comes, you know. Now, if you had multiple of these, now we're talking. I mean, I think they're going to have at least, like you said. If there is just one that unfolds, and it, okay, you're yeah. shooting darts out there at three <laughs> dragons. Okay, with, with how, whoever brave souls running this thing is going to be crispy oh, yeah. in no time. I mean, that thing's going to be melted in yeah, a I hurry. Mean, that's what I'm getting at. Like, it alone... Is a want want want. Yeah, but I mean, I'm in numbers. Yeah, with a plan, it's a little more exciting. But when you just pull the tarp off and sh- you know, it just it was underwhelming for me. Okay, and it was one of the biggest topics that we got to when we were talking about social media stuff. We were talking to people. I was like, "What'd you think of that? What'd you think?" I was like, "Eh, eh." You know, most people were not for it. Uh, you know, now they thought it was cool to see. Now everybody in the world thought the skull was the coolest. That thing was prop huge. You've ever seen. How big was that skull? Like, yes. Uh, it was quite impressive. Yeah. But, like, to me, like, when I saw it, like, I, in my head, I immediately envisioned, like, 30 to 50 of these things set up all over the city with, you know, 500 archers. You know, you're releasing the arrows and then these behind it so the dragons can't really dodge it and you just have a wall. Most aren't going to affect you, but those other ones sneaking behind the arrows mm-hmm. so they can't really dodge it. And so, like, that's how I envisioned it as soon as I saw it. Well, I'm very curious to see how they're going to make that really, really... And we got to remember, Drogon's really the only dragon that is big and, you know, scaled in everything because he's been growing, whereas uh, Viserion and... I forget the other one's name. But, you know, they're not nearly as big because they were cooped up inside of the uh, temple and everything, so they're not nearly as big or well-developed. Which the dragons are now sleeping in Dragonstone inside of an active volcano, which is pretty cool. Right. And so, I mean, there's a lot of factors at play. You know, these dragons aren't necessarily battle-ready. Is she going to create armor for them? There's a lot of things that go on with this. There's a lot of questions that have to be answered. Mm -hmm. There is no doubt. No doubt. All right. So, the story moves again, and... Wait, are we going to get back to Tarly or no? Because I wanted to see, like, do you think he's going to side with the Lannisters? Like, do you think he? Was I think swayed? that was already decided. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, when he said, I'm going back to ready the, my troops, you know, and so on. Like, to me, like, he never gave any indication. And he was never really clear. Yeah. But, you know, no. I mean, I think it was pretty cut and dry that he's going to do what he does. Just, I think the biggest deal with him is, is that in his mind, just like that meme is, is he is, he does not like foreigners. His hate for foreigners and Over the unworthy rides, yeah. is more passion to him than whether or not Cersei is realistically. But then the, you know, we get back to the queen of Thor, uh, thorns and he's like, I don't trust clever men, but she essentially trusts us Tarly. And so if that's her undoing, that's pretty cool. We'll see. That's what I'm saying. To me, I think Tarly is on the Cersei. It's on the Cersei clan. Yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, he's what he said. I don't see any other reason and so on. Um, one, you know, later earlier we talked about the, the, the council meeting and the plan and, you know, Queen said, be a dragon. And then we get a situation where Missandei visits Grey Worm and we Made get the, the most episode ever. We get the, you know, a lot of people were controversial. A lot of people were like, this is so great. Some people were like, wow, that took way too long. You know, there was a lot of different chatter on this. Bottom line is Worm and Missandei finally expressed their feelings and we get a... Not gonna be shy. Miss Sandy is a fine woman. Oh my god, most most beautiful woman on the show. I mean, it was made the episode for me. Not to sound rose, but she was she quite was gorgeous. Impressive. Yeah, she was quite impressive. Um, I hate to say it, but the entire time I'm just like, how's this gonna work? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you, I, 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 I was really nervous that they were gonna show. Well, because like now I'm trying to think. Like I know they say they cut off everything. Yeah, but my like, understanding is there is no Bane and Franks. Yeah. I mean, they're they're pretty much a mirror image of each other. And so, but then, like, as he was climbing on top of her, like, he went all the way up, like, there was still something there, and I was like, this is really confusing. I, yeah, I know it. I, I, I know it, and I just, I, I hate to say, I'm watching this whole scene, and I'm just like, it's like I mean, we, you want to see it. Like, I, I mean, mean, I didn't, but I was like, are they going to do something to kind of give us something? And so then I was really pleased to see that, you know, he kissed and worked his way down. You know, it's where he basically what he's got to bring to the table. Well, I mean, apparently everyone's first time in Westeros, you're just a master at oral. Like, apparently there's a book that everybody reads at birth or something. Well, uh, like Jon Snow, you know, never had sex before. World's greatest oral person. Pod, world's greatest. Grey Worm. I mean, evidently it's just natural in Westeros. Yeah. It's in the genes. It must be just, it's the second tongue. Like, I mean, you know, whatever talks about it, it's the second tongue. Second tongue. <laughs> um, you know, but I had news for you. There was a lot of people like, like, okay, that sex scene was way drawn out. And I was like. This is Game of Thrones. Like, I mean, it's what they do. I mean, well, it's been building this sexual tension for this situation for a long time. At least three seasons. Exactly. I remember when they, you know, like they were at the river and she was partially naked and he was staring at her and it was that kind of like, are you a perv or are you in love with me kind of situation. Yeah. Apparently so he was It in took love. three seasons yeah. before we got to something. And so to me, I was like long overdue. And if you made it five seconds, I think that would be underwhelming and, and then, like you not said, respectful. And like you said on uh, social media, you know, we don't know when we're going to get both of them back together again. Well, here's the part. This is the second fold of the situation. I think the reason they showed us this is because we're going to lose Grey Worm. There's a good chance. I'm going to tell you, every time they do something to make you love a character or a connection with a character, they tear your heart out. Oh, man. I'll be... That's just the reality of it. I will be devastated if we lose Grey Worm. I know he doesn't bring like too much to the show or anything, but I like knowing that he's there. I'm going to tell you right now, I got a strong 
prediction here that Danny is not going to be half of what she thought she was going into the situation. And that's the reason we're going to have another season and, a, yeah. and so on. His bottom line is that she rolled into town with enough to wipe out everything. And within two episodes of this season, we've lost the Dornish. You know, well, I mean, that's not. Well, yeah. they're not where they need. Part of the plan has gone to. <laughs> we've lost fifty ships yep. from Yara. Gray Worm is, and Gray Worm's possibly heading to Castle Rock to his death, and she's going to lose well, the hand, it. and will possibly lose your hand. You know, your Tyrion. You know, if he's there, so. But you could gain the North. And you start losing things in the South and the West, but then you, you end up gaining the North, but then the North's got an alternative motive. True. You but know? also, let's be honest, you release three dragons, you win the war. This is true. So it's your fail safe. Yeah. Like, you I know? mean, if at any point she decides she doesn't want a weird pseudo democracy because she's trying to delude herself into thinking that, uh, the people are just going to kind of vote her in, even though it's still a dictatorship. And so she's just got to get past that part and just accept that it's a dictatorship. They'll just learn to love me and just unleash the dragons. Right. We'll see. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see on that. We cut back to Sam and he's talking to the headmaster. And he maestro talks about how he's writing a book about Robert's rebellions and so on. And he's like, he's bashing him on this, man. Like I rewound this thing like four times and I still didn't catch the title because I fell asleep by the fourth word. Every time. Well, it was a ter- it was terrible, <laughs> and then Sam's like, "Well, I think it's a little, a little more poetic." Hence, yeah, song fire, yeah. nice, you know. Um, and this is where my buddy Derek came in. There is like his theory was is that Sam is going to be your final character, and he's the guy who ends up finishing the book to discuss what the show has created. Okay, and like that, and I was kind of like, I could totally see that. Totally, totally see it. Because to be honest with you, I don't see Sam leaving where he is. And this is what his... his. Oh, he's leaving the Citadel. You sure? Oh, he's 100% leaving the Citadel. I mean, I have no knowledge or foresight. There's just no way that he ends. I don't know. I mean... No, because, you know, it's like one of those things where as soon as... The Maces are going to be done. I think they're all going to get wiped off the map. I nah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go with all that because we're the we're the we're the memories of this world and all that kind of stuff. Them all getting done. decimated. Exactly. Him saying it's like we're the main focus. You know, we're the, the most important. Farthest people. away from everything. War does funny things. <laughs> they're in the southwest corner. There, there's and there, nowhere near anything. There's a lot of funny theory or of um, conspiracy theories behind. Everybody the else will have to be wiped out before they get to them. I'm just, I'm throwing just it out. Putting um, it out there. You know, after next year. You're flinging against the, the season, wall, but I don't see it sticking. Okay. We'll come back. We'll come back to that. <laughs> so anyway, he ends up, Jorah's in his room after the guy said, well, you know, we're going to let you stay another night. You might want to just go ahead and slice your throat with that blade over there. Pretty, uh, so yeah, just, there you go. You know, most people, I'd go ahead and send them over to the Gray Island and everything. You, I'll let you decide. Yeah. And then camera lingers on this sword. I was like. <laughs> Did you just, yeah? You, you want to leave him some rope? Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> How about a pill? Yeah. Um, so he's George's in there writing a letter, and I freeze framed it for a second. Of course, I, I looked at it, and somebody figured it out, and it says, you know, basically, you know, you were always the love of my life. So it's basically his goodbye yeah. letter to Khaleesi. It, uh, did you have a problem with him writing Khaleesi? 
I didn't. I think that's what he's known her as in the beginning. I, it like, what is. kills me is, is that he goes, you know, he's like, has a dragon queen landing, you know? Exactly. Like, he's not paying her any respect. But that's what he does. Uh, right. Slap queen on it, you know, put some respect on her name. That, that, I, have a, I had a problem it, with it. It was the pet name. <laughs> he didn't ever have any right to call, have a pet yeah, name Yeah, but her. you know what? What never made him happy when he was doing his dying declaration. Don't, I don't care about his happiness. Whatever. <laughs> so anyway, Sam comes in with this cart of goodies, which look like they're all covered in tetanus and... I want nothing to do and with staff it. and yeah. everything else. And I'm just like, oh. and he's got the same rubber gloves. He looks like he was cleaning the shit with. Okay. But there is something that dawned on me. Uh, I'm sorry. Like we we're talking about him getting ready to cure the grayscale. I think I know. So the uh, head maester that Sam's following around claims like, you know, we wrapped it up as soon as she was, uh, got the grayscale and, you know, we were able to cure it cause we caught it early. But in the book that Sam was reading back in the first episode of this season, it said that Dragonglass cured. Yeah, it can cure grayscale. grayscale. She was in Dragonstone when they cured her, and they have all of that Dragonglass there. So oh, I yeah, think I mean, it's one plus one equals two. Yeah. I think it was the Dragonglass that cured her. Nothing else. It was just her being around it and probably rolling on it and all those things. Well, yeah, I mean. The place is built on the entire thing is a giant mountain of dragon. But it, like it never comes out and says it, and so it's like I think know. that's where you're supposed to assume that's where it, it makes sense. And so like, why isn't Sam trying to be like, "Yo, homie, let's give you some dragon glass"? Because there's got to be some in the citadel. You would think, but it seems like he has limited access, and so I mean, I know he's got this key and got these one books, but I mean, the man just read "Dragon Glass Cures." You know, he should try to be like, "Hey." You know, you should probably try to get well, the maybe Dragonstone. Well, maybe what Sam's, I, I, whatever Sam's doing is not the cure, but is going to slow the process down. He's got six months to try to figure it out, <laughs> you know, before he loses his mind. After the first peeling of this scale, I'm out. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, when he opened, he's like, drink this and bite this. <laughs> What's that? It's rum. It's going to be painful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> drink the whole thing. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to need um, to. You know, I was just kind of. I didn't expect pus and like oozy. When he cream. first cut into him, and that's it looked like it was severely infected. I I was I'm thank the Lord it was not dinner time. Yeah, I have no idea what this was supposed. I don't know what I thought. Yeah, to me, I was expecting like a flaky skin, yeah, something like that. You know, where if you took a fish scaler and you just kind of yeah. rub it against that, it, that's what yeah, it's really, you know, sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. Instead, this is. It was disturbing. Oh, and, like and then cream. he cuts a fillet off of him. And I was just like, I was, yeah. I was struggling. I was too. I and was hoping for the poop montage. Jorah, the actor, screaming and the you know the way he's chewing on leather. I was just <laughs> yeah. like, dude. And I love how like, money every time like he's like starting to scream. So I'm like, shh, shh. Yeah, <laughs> you're <laughs> cutting my nipple off. You know, I mean, that, Jesus. And then it's like he's individually like snapping the pus out of each single one. And I was like, Sam, Stop you, it. you've got like five hours. You got to speed this up, man. Like, yeah. And to me, there was a little bitty blade on that tool mm-hmm. where he was just sawing. I mean, come on. Ugh. Did you not have a sharper? Can you go get the, the, the grinding stone? Yeah. And make that thing a real blade. <laughs> uh, There's a sword right there. Like, yeah. I mean, whew. 
it, it was tough. And then one of the greatest transitions I've ever seen. Again, one of the <laughs> I'm sorry. When they did that puss, and then you see yeah. homeboy bite into the hot pie. I I mean I was I, I threw up. I was it was awful. Yeah, like I mean I, I, I was done. And my then, wife looked at me and goes, "I gotta take a break." <laughs> um, it oh god, it was man. But I gotta say, this was not one of my favorite scenes. Like Arya was just so robotic that you know you know what this scene was. Hmm. How much can we emulate the Hound? Oh. You know what it was? That's what it was. Yeah, that, that. How much can we look like a savage like he is? And that's what, it, yeah, that's definitely what she was. Because, I mean, she was picking it up and snarling at it and drooling and, and just dropping like, ale like it's going out of style. Like and Just ripping, tearing into the bread, like throwing her whole body into it and, and everything. In, uh, no, I, I like know, where you're at now. Like, that changes the scene a little bit for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then to see Hot Pie show up and... Well, no, I think she was there to see Hot Pie, and well, um, without a doubt. Yeah, this is where you get the moral dilemma of you got to make a choice, and he lets her know that the Boltons are dead, and John is the winner. So you're going to follow the list, or you're going to go back and see your brother? Okay, well, I have a big problem with this. Dazzling. So you're telling me she kills Walter Frey, hangs out for two weeks, gets all this information, never hears that John's the king of the north? Never hears that the Boltons are dead. In the Riverlands. Travels, you know, none. Ed Sheeran and his band of singers haven't come up with the song of this yet. Uh, and then Hot Pie randomly knows about it. And he's even further south than she is. You know. Uh, like that. That's bad. Yeah. Again, it's where your geological location means nothing in the show. But even still, she was running a castle. She was running the Twids for two weeks. And no one mentioned that the Boltons had died? I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's... It just doesn't make sense. Um, and like that that's a uh, big continuity uh, error that... Uh, SMH. I have no idea. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's just like one of those things like you don't initially sit, like think about it, but then know. after. Like, you know, when we, when we talked about the whole ships going here and going mm-hmm. there and it's not possible, they walk me all this stuff. This is just another example where the show is moving in a direction and you just can't make everything make sense if you have a background knowledge of where things are and, yeah. where, you know, and so on. So Shout out to Hot Pie getting a check. It was great to see you again. Yeah. But that information just should not have been able to come from well, me. It's the only way to keep Arya going in a different directions. Yep. So Arya makes the decision that she's going to go back to Winterfell to meet old Johnny Boy. Well, she thinks now. So do you think that she's going to see John on the road and go with John, or they somehow don't pass and she just meets up with Sansa? Just Sansa. Okay. Yeah, they won't see each other. There, there's no doubt. I think it, oh man, I, I really wanted to be with John because they just connected so much better. I mean, I hear you. Um, I could see Sansa and Arya formulating their own plans with John's absence. And that doesn't quite gel what John would want, no, causing can't. some. I can't issue. because Arya and John were, they were like brother and sister. Right. Like, her and Sansa never. I mean, I know, like, they'll be together. It's like, oh my God, we're sisters, we're family, like Sansa and well, John. I don't think anybody's going to believe Arya that she's. Uh, She's, the, she's not going to tell anybody. She's a calculating weapon. <laughs> uh, John will. 
I 100% believe John will. But would he use her? No. That's the other part is that you have this amazing weapon that mm-hmm. killed all the phrase single-handedly. <laughs> so, uh, no. The, the secret's browning the butter before you put it in the dough. I didn't do that. Oh, <laughs> you did make it butter? Uh, one or two. All right, so Arya is going through the woods, mm-hmm. and, of course, we were all licking our chops, knew this was coming. Um, and we get surrounded by the wolf pack, and, of course, the beautiful and amazing Nymeria. Oh, my God. This scene. And see, remember when we talked about how the preview for last week, I was mm-hmm. like, that damn wolf is not, not Nymeria. It's not big enough. Like that. And Jake's over there arguing with me about, well, you know, it's just all about the angle. We have nothing to compare it against. I was like, bullshit. And then, oh, sure, guess what? This was just one of the little ones of the pack. Yeah. You turn around and see <laughs> Nymeria, and you see the real deal. Yeah, you see her standing on a full-grown oak. Yeah. <laughs> just like, um, that look. Yes. The eyes and the snarl. Let me tell you, pucker your your butthole real quick. I was done. I was like, I'm I'm terrified. I'm not moving. And then Arya right. just calmly drops a stinger and everything, and it was like, come with me. Drops needle. Needle. I don't know why I call it stinger. stinger. <laughs> the Hobbit. We were talking about Hobbit earlier, man. Slap yourself. We were talking about Hobbit yes. earlier. Um, yeah, and, you know, she realizes Nymeria, and then Nymeria kind of realizes it's her, and you can realize that the wolf they presented the first time, and then the dog they used for the second scene mm-hmm. was different. Did you notice that? It was two different animals. Um, but they did such a good close-up job to try to make it where you didn't see it. Cause, yeah, because apparently, like, these are harder to do than dragons. Obviously. Well, we, we don't want to get Twilight. You know, oh God! You know, giant wolves. Well, out we'll there. save those. That's for Jake's Jake's favorite that, yeah. show, and I know he's really upset we're talking about without him. You know, I mean, he just wants to dive into it every yeah, time. I mean, golly. guys, the excitement this guy gets from it—it's just too much. Patterson, his lover boy. Um, <laughs> but the scene was really cool. Um, at the end of the episode, you know, DB and, and they the, talk about this scene and the importance of it, and, and the importance of it. And because to me, the scene was disappointing. Yeah. Because I want Nymeria and the, and the group to be a part of the war, be a part of the storyline. Sadly, this scene kind of tells me that this was the money we spent on Wolf CG and that's over. <laughs> no, I, I think that uh, she's still going to play a big role into this. I don't see it at all. I think it's just another example of Dawn. You get to see it for the viewers and the, the the book readers. Hey, we put it in there. It's There's your Easter egg. There it is. And we're not going to see it again. We got Nymeria, and that's the whole reason they got on the show afterwards to let you know is that, hey, Nymeria's going to do its own thing. It's not in the battle anymore. It's, nope. not her, it's not her wolf anymore. I'm putting even more. Well, sell me all of your dire wolf stock, and I will buy all of it because Nymeria is still going to play a it's huge a loser. role. I'm just telling you right now. Hey, you're going down me, in flames. Sell me all that bankruptcy stock. is in your future. My friend. Anybody who wants to sell me their Nymeria stock, send it to uh bleed TV at gmail.com. I'll take it. <laughs> Doubling down yeah. on all of it. You, you, yeah. You'll be living on the street. Hey, um, at least I'll have a dire wolf. <laughs> Let's get to the big part. Okay. The last scene starts off with and Yara. Also didn't see any of this coming. You know, when it got to where they were on the boat, I saw, remember last year, and I, of course, I'm going to go ahead and 
tear my rotator cuff to pat myself on the back <laughs> because the outcome of this episode was exactly what I predicted. Oh my God. So like, uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Anybody who's a bleed TV podcast listener. That's right. Zach predicted who would be the precious gift. But anyway. at no point in time, was it realistic given the information that we had? I thought it was pretty realistic to me. No, Get no, over, not at all. That, that's not a, the slightest. Yeah. You're, you're because your envy is a, Stinky cologne. He was supposed to have already been gone. No comment. And there was no reason for him to I know. I understand that. I get that. Let's talk about the scene. Okay. Yara and... I was called mistress. Yeah. Know, like that. We had this interesting conversation where basically they let you know, no, hey, we're by. It's all good. This well, immediately gets... Miss Sand a little excited and we go over into exploration between mm-hmm. the legs and having a good old time. Poor Theon. Yeah. Like first he gets subdued to like all of that and stuff, and then his sister hits him with the MJ shrug. Like, sorry, bro. Yeah, really. Get me some here. <laughs> Good to be me. Right. Well, I mean, Theon could look at her and go, well, "I've had it first. You know, if you remember when Theon he, came back to the Iron Islands, he got him, he copped him a feel, yeah, or two with his own sister not realizing it." Which is really weird because she still realized it and let it yeah. happen. There's a lot of incest on the show. There's no doubt. <laughs> okay. But anyway, moving this along. Also, this kiss was not in the script. They uh, just improved it. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like Yara was a little hesitant in the scene. Did mm-hmm. you notice that? Like, it was like, oh, what are you doing? Okay, I'm going to roll this. Well, then like she was like, I, she just started kissing me. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait. She's gorgeous. Why don't I want to kiss her? And so, and then even the stunt double, because she ended up hurting her back, Yara did. And so then the stunt double had to do it. And then she was, uh, Mama Sand was like, yeah, she just wasn't prepared. It was like, she's ready for her to do all these stunts, these flips and stuff. And then she was making out with me. And so. Broker. Like, <laughs> the stunt double would be like, oh no, the one thing I can't do. <laughs> um. But yeah, so yeah, their their little love escapade gets interrupted, and they're being under, you know there's a concussive event happening, mm-hmm. and the ship's under attack. And now they are in the pitch black. There is no lights anywhere around. Nope. You know, there's not even lanterns on other ships. You know what I mean? Like you barely yeah. say the cast shadows of other ships. And so were Yara's ships docked because it sem- seemed like they weren't really moving. It doesn't give you a good enough reference yeah. point to tell you. Because I mean, we have to assume that they'd already set sail. Otherwise, the dragons would be there. Correct. But like they were lounging like they were docked because like there was no one on the top, no one keeping an eye out. These boats, these boats don't move as fast as Littlefinger's carriage. No. Okay. We're not talking warp speed here. <laughs> Obviously, you're going to be at sea for a while to get yeah. to Dorn. Um. They're, they're probably not even past the fingers yet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're, How they're probably docked beside one of the fingers. Oh, it looked like it. Yeah, and so suddenly you see silence come out mm. of nowhere, the most badass ship on the show. And I mean, this was possibly one of the most badass ships I've seen in television history. Pretty impressive. Like that jaw coming down? Yeah, I mean. The, what, the coolest way to ever board a ship. Like Pirates of the Caribbean, watch this. Take that if you're Take going, notes. Yeah, if you you're know, going to inject us to another pirate, yes, I mean, give us this. This is how you board a ship. Yeah. With the most crazy lunatic you've ever seen. Look, I've been bashing Euron 
for he's a player dude uh sell me your you're on stock too buying that <laughs> all, all of it Jeez. yeah homeboy lands they first they show it impale the ship yes which immobilizes it and then he drops the drawbridge which is the squid's jaw of the you know or octopus mm. whatever you want to call it. it to me it's a squid that's what's supposed to be a squid is that, yeah. is that correct uh, yeah okay sure. and it drops down and lands on it with with Euron on there with his battle axe, mm-hmm. which was pretty sick looking, and decent armor. And they they just take off. And only thing great. he was missing was a guitar. Like if he had <laughs> a really, guitar, but where was the bass? Yeah. and the drums in the background. Where, where, where's the mad? Ma- well, the music that they used was for him coming in was sweet, fantastic. It was well thought out. Best, probably my favorite ever oceanic battle scene between boats mm-hmm. you know what i mean of course you know, people have seen master and commander this that or so on blah 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 but like the boarding of a ship and going at it i've never the seen lighting like effects this. you know I, I was gonna i wanted to ask you how did you feel about them using dark lighting to me i think it's what made that scene that much better okay because i think if it was bright it would have been like pirates of the caribbean you know hokey Yep. You know what I mean? To me, having those shadows and different things and the way they were moving the cameras back and forth, close the, in, close out, da da da. The way they made were the individual torches. fights more promising, more mm-hmm. plausible. You know, and what I did love is that you did see people getting hit from behind that were in battle engaged. Yep. You were seeing people having to defend themselves from different directions. They were just one on one next, one on one next, one on one, which is so blah and everything yeah. else. And so when you see now I did Yara and Greyjoy were, you know, out there taking care of business and doing well, but they were still taking hits and they were still bleeding and all that stuff. But then when the Sand Sisters came out, to me, the Sand Sisters are supposed to be some of the most formidable, deadly fighters there are. I mean, they're right now, underneath Oberyn. Like, right. I mean, they are easily some of the best warriors in the land. Exactly. And especially when they have their weapons of choice. Mm-hmm. I think what the the deal was is that you were on Euron's turf of being on a boat. Yes. You know, so... That right there does change things a little bit. Well, and also part of the problem is in the TV show, they have not been these great warriors. They have been very like. I'm gonna be honest with you. Them, the two Sand Sisters going was like an applause moment to me. Oh yeah, because I mean the actors, the accents, what they've been on screen. They should have died a long time ago. Oh, easily they should have. Jamie should have killed them when they were trying to yeah, steal really, Marcella. Fell on their own swords. But <laughs> anyway, this battle scene between the two Sand Sisters. This was a 50-50 split with a lot of our fans of whether or not this was really Euron, Euron is just that formidable or this was just a really weak fight. I think it was Euron's that formidable. Um, because the Sand Sisters, to me, they really showed out in this battle. Here's the one thing about this. I think Euron, the way they did the battle that made me real happy was is that one Sand Sister was carrying the whip and one was carrying the spear. Which on a ship are not your two best weapons. That's what I was about to say. It was like, if I could think of the worst weapon possible on a ship, it's going to be a whip. Especially considering you're surrounded yeah, by you, you know men like that. That is not a weapon. That's a one-on-one. You've got a great advantage. When yeah. you're on a ship, surrounded, you see what it did. I mean, You can't go as high up. You can't reach no, back. Anyway, every time you did get a hold of Euron, you know, it was a delay, a hold, a pull mm-hmm. to you, whatever. So really, his only battle was between a spear and a contained space, which you pretty much know, you know. Yeah, you need a short sword, a hammer. Right, and so I think that did really, really well. And when he 
stabbed her and stabbed her twice and then lift her up and stuff like that. I was, I was applauding. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. I was like, yes. And went underneath the armor and like hooked her and lift her. I was like, Jesus. Like, yes. Um, do you think Euron's going to be as bad as Ramsey by the end of it? He's sadistic. Like there's no, I think they played that. that card already. Okay. I don't think they go that route. You don't think they let him get no, that? No, I think he's more about the glory hound. Look what I've done. You Very know, possible. That's what he is. So then he, he he kills the other one by hanging her, which was with his own with her own will. Yep. Okay, it's pretty cool. I would have rather her been cut down with an axe, you know, and you know, and she's what's being left of her hanging from the front. Yeah. But whatever, you know. I, it's okay. So was she the one that was hanging at the end of it? Correct. Yeah. Okay. The whip was hung by her whip, and the other the one that carries the spear was yes. speared to the. From the ship. So, I mean, it was a prove a point, killed with your own weapons. Oh, I see. I thought that was Yara and... No, that was the two Sand Sisters, used gotcha. as an example. Those ships are probably... That ship's probably left there for the Dorns to find, to see when we okay. business. Okay. See, I thought Yara was the one hanging no, off, and Yara, that's why... Yara and the Mistress are... are and And the young, young Sand are the gifts. Okay. Okay, that's the whole deal. Now, what Cersei does to these Jokers... There's no telling. But see, Yara is Euron's prize. Yes. The Sands, the sister and the mother are Cersei's, Cersei's prize, um, which is crazy. Now, I did some little reading on the Sand Sisters. One of the Sand Sisters is, one of, is, a sh- is on the show Iron Fist. Now, you watched a little bit of Iron Fist, didn't you? Never started it. Um, I always heard it was absolutely atrocious. Yeah. And that, But she, get this now. She was a conflict. She was taping Iron Fist, doing the show over there, and D&D wanted her to come back to die on Game of Thrones to finish out the characters. Hmm. Otherwise, it was just going to have to be a disappearing act. I mean, Dorne was a disappearing act. So. Right, exactly. Um, and so they moved schedules around where she came on weekends for several several weeks. So, And they flew her back, back and forth. Um, for where she was in the United States over to Europe. So great. Our direwolf fund went to her airfare. Exactly. Wonderful. Exactly. Great. Exactly. The reason we will not have Nymeria was to make sure that we had one Sand sister get speared to death. Th- thanks a lot. You know what I mean? So thanks a lot, Dorn. Way to go. HBO quality spending <laughs> of their funds to get to have this scene. Don't get me wrong. Now I love the scene and I applaud, but I just, you know, there you go. Um, it was, it was, it was like Cassie, even Tyrion Lannister flies coach. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, when you see that, then you see the aftermath. You know, mm-hmm. you see, you know, the master coming down, things are on fire, and then you you get this scene with Yara, and you're on battling Theo. it out, and he ends up getting the best mm-hmm. of her. And this is when we don't have Greyjoy; we have Reek. Reek, and he he didn't immediately like as soon as he starts seeing all the carnage. It was like flashbacks for Ramsay. I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. We've worked so hard for you. Speaking of the carnage, did you see the call out, the callbacks for the carnage? Mm. What were they doing to each one of the guys that they had killed on the boat? Did you see it? No. They were cutting their tongues out. Oh, for silence because for that's silence. His, that's And if his you remember name. when Euron first showed up and killed his brother, mm-hmm. his brother proclaimed, "You are a madman. You you cut the tongues out of your own crew, crew members on your ship." And he goes, "I needed silence." Yep. And so they were cutting the tongues out of all the guys on the ship. 
I like that. I thought that was a cool little throwback. That well, they, I mean, because that's, that that that's the name of his ship and everything, and right. that's very much his identity. Right. I'm going to be honest with you. That is, that is well written when you name your ship Silence, and this is the reason why. Yeah. That is a brutality level that is And that's epic. what I was saying. Like, it's very easy for him to get to that Ramsey Bolton level of sadism. And, I mean, it started with Joffrey, then it went to Ramsey, and it could get potentially worse with uh euron but i like where you're thinking is like it's hard to keep playing that card and getting worse and worse and worse because there's only so much before there's just a penultimate backlash right right so reek yeah he folds and uh i'm gonna be honest with you to me this was a smart decision yeah i mean he was like what a chump. You didn't go try to go save your sister. It was survival. As soon as he, because if he makes a move, he's just going to slit her throat. Exactly. Right? That was the first thing I was like, don't take a step towards him. His, by you taking a step, he is going to slice her throat just to have that satisfaction yeah. of your horror. And you know, like, it, if he's it, not afraid to kill his own brother to take like this, this right here is his way to prove to his men that it's his own niece and nephew. I'm going to slice their throats. Yep. You know, so, to me, him jumping overboard was the smartest decision. Like, the way I was like, as soon as he ended up doing it, because I was like, don't do it, don't do it. Then I was like, wait, maybe he jumped off. He looks at it as, I can let her live a little bit. Then I'm going to sneak back up on the boat and then rescue her. But then he just stayed in the water. And I was like, fucking reek. Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, you know what? Run, live another day. Complain again, try but, again. I mean, but like, how many other days does he have left now? Like, working, there's nowhere for him to go. Right. Well, I you think can't it's go a back testament to, to his character, though. He's not. He was. Yeah, he's. He says he was this that or so on. But as soon as he sees it, you couldn't. You can't just forget that what he went through. No, no. I mean, that's PTSD. If he went right, if he went at him and guns a blazing, or you know what do you want to call it, swinging swords, dead. then they're both dead, and it was me. But I mean, like, he could have made it valiant by going back and trying to save her. He could have. But now it's like... And then he would be hanging on the front of the boat. Well, yeah, but now I I don't see any way we can work his character back into the show. Well, he, he maybe he gets a renewed spirit to go back after... A fourth one? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, know I, mean, I know it. You, you can't redeem a redemption. No, I know. I know. Like, I mean, I, I just don't see... Like, if we see Theon again, why? I don't know. You know, I mean... I, I really don't know what that means for him. I mean, he might as well just pull a jack and I mean, let go. go hang out in Nymeria, so I think that one of them are going to be on camera much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nymeria, you need a, you need a snack? You like ribs? Yeah. There you go. So, and then credits. Yep. And that's the episode. Um, now, I believe we have one more long episode, and then it goes to two shorter episodes before six and seven are the super long ones. Yeah, I know we got some 90-minute ones to, at yeah. the end. Um, and so, like, I think... Next one is our last like fifty nine minute episode. Possibly, yeah. I, I have to look it up, but um, but I mean, overall, like, what did you think of the episode? Like, I mean, I'm sitting at like strong seven and a half, eight. No, it was every bit of an eight for me. I just on the between the council, the development, the skull they show you, all the like callbacks and everything, all the connect, like finally seeing these characters that we've been waiting to meet meet. Right. And like having different connections that are about to make the same connection. I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of things here 
that were pretty cool that were callbacks yeah. to the earlier season that I really enjoyed that I picked up on immediately. I thought that was really cool. And I just, was happy to see that there's a possibility to have my man Jora come back into the fold. I was happy to see that we're moving the John thing away from Winterfell to we're actually getting to some movement. Yep. I was really happy to see Miss Sandy and Grey Worm finally kind of connect, on, even yeah. though I feel like it has a disastrous future. Um, the War Council was epic. And then, of course, the surprise battle at the end. Um, Did not see Silence in. and Euron. I, we we meet a new character at the latter end of last ep- last season and this, and he's already one of the best villains on the show. He is the villain on the show. Like yeah. I mean, I some will say Cersei and everything, but she's not going to be doing anything she's not anymore. An active persistent. Yeah. yeah, she's not going to be going out in these battles and everything. Right. Well, she doesn't get her hands dirty. You know, that's the she's well. The, she blew up the set, so I mean, she she is some pretty dirty. She was drinking wine and watching the fireworks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> give me a break. Um, hey, she, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, she you pulled a Tywin. She, she's buying, sitting behind a desk writing some letters. You keep buying Nymeria stock over there and we'll, we'll go from there. Hey, that so stock's going to pay off. <laughs> that stock is going to pay off. Whatever. Whatever. But anyway, what do we want to talk about at the end? Which is, there's nothing spoilery because everything's conjecture now, but, um, my theory on traitor. Okay. Oh, so you think there's a traitor who traitor? All right. The who? theory is out there is that the only reason way Euron is being able to be accomplishing what he's doing, mm-hmm. the only reason uh, that things have not gone as well, and had that the potential of Cassia Rock being waiting on them on the Unsullied and Tyrion, because the preview made it look like Cassia Rock was waiting on them. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. Doing the research on Cassia Rock, Cassia Rock, the reason it's so formidable is because it's on the top of a mountain. It's surrounded by ocean on three sides, and there's no way to ambush it based on its geographic location and how it's designed. Mm-hmm. And that's never been sieged. It's always been its own. And so you're talking about a very, very yes. difficult place to take over. And we've never seen it on screen and so on. So it's going to be very curious. To me, this is another recipe for disaster. And the reason the show would be so good is because at the end of last season, you're looking at Daenerys is going to steamroll Westeros. Well, no, we're going to peel back layers and realize that they're, the only thing they got going for them is a dragon they don't want to use. Yep. And so I think next episode is going to be a heartbreaking that we're going to lose Grey Worm um, or they're going to get destroyed or the Unsullied is not going to be what they think it is. And the Tyrion is, is going to, instead of, you know, he's on, been on the high horse and his cunning plan and it's going to fall apart. Um, you're going to realize that Yara and the Sands are going to be used as a spectacle of power. And people are going to be like getting behind Cersei now because this is their way of showing, hey, we've already destroyed part of their armada. Yep. And Euron's going to have all his glory and be the glory dog and all this kind of stuff. But. I think a big part of this is that there's got to be somebody, there's a big, strong possibility there's a turncoat. Okay. And who, at that war council table, who is the person who could possibly be a turncoat? Uh, there used to be rumors of Miss Sandy being a turncoat. I don't know if we've talked about it on the pod or not, but I know I've had conversations with people. Okay. But since you think Grey Worm's in a demise, I'm going to knock Miss Sandy out of it. I don't think Miss Sandy is it. I'm gonna give her zero percent chance. I'm gonna give Grey Worm zero percent yep. chance. Tyrion zero um, percent chance. Not zero, but I don't think that he's the turncoat. But I mean, he's sneaky. He's cunning. He's got an ulterior motive. Like I've already stated, like him gaining the most out of this plan. Okay. But, I mean, I would like fifteen percent. All right, Yara. 
Uh, zero, negative. Uh, six <laughs> feet under. Like, uh, dead. All right. Uh, Mama saying, same, right there with Yara. Like, not. No. Um, uh, and my so pick. So, Vares. Vares, no. My pick is the Queen of Thorns. That doesn't. Okay, well. Here's for, the deal. In your defense. The, the Queen of Thorns wants revenge uh-huh. for the death of her family. She she puts out there that be careful of clever men. Yep. The reason I'm alive is because I don't I ignore them and do be who I am. When she does who she wants to do, she's a pretty formidable foe. Very formidable. Okay. So she is the last to agree to the plan. Yes. And doesn't really She agree. is the first one to tell her don't listen to your advisors. Do what you need to be doing, which would basically say, go in there and burn that mother down. <laughs> I want that entire place gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so on. But that's not the ultimate decision. She could benefit by making her plan fail, forcing her hand to use her dragons to do what she wants her to do and destroy King's Landing and Cersei because of what they did. And that's where her children died in the whole nine yards. Yeah, I'm still not buying it. I'm not buying it either. But if anybody at that at that table, she's my most likely to have an alternative motive based on what you've seen and shown of her to possibly be the traitor. That's my theory. Yeah. Do I think there's a traitor in the mist? Not really. Yeah, I'm going with there's not a traitor. Like, I, I don't mean, think there's a traitor at all. Just, I just think that you're on. Actually, you know who the traitor is? Our continuity person. <laughs> that, that, that's the real traitor. Okay. We drew a map, but we can't follow it. Yeah. Because Euron can travel wherever he wants to undetected when he has to go around Dragonstone to do any of these things. Pretty much. Because I mean, he had to go back by Dragonstone to go catch Yara. Or he caught Yara at Dragonstone, which means he would be Dragonbait, which is complete crap too. And he had to... Uh, it just, just there's no way. No. I mean, you travel the Cloak of Night, give me a break. There's still a half hour armada over there. That would have seen you come. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just, just give con- me a break. Yeah. I just, that that's the whole deal. Um, I mean, I think he just, because he, if there was anybody who would be able to find this fleet, it's Euron. I mean, the guy has sailed every body of water in the known world but one. He has, he's collected all of these gifts. Like, I mean, I know we haven't shown a lot of them and stuff, but he has Valerian steel armor. Like, not just swords and stuff, full suits of armor of Valerian steel. You know, he has these special uh, sailing things. It's known that he his ships are faster than anybody's. He can make the... He can almost control the wind. And so, I think he just found them. Yeah. And like he just knew about it, or just our continuity director didn't say. Uh, to me, it's the rule of cool. Yeah, I'm not worried about your real book. Will probably figure it out that that's really not where it goes because the way we put landing at King's you know, Dragonstone and all that stuff. But the badass battleship scene we're gonna have is just gonna makes up for people. it. Makes up yeah. for it. That's the way it goes, and so on. So I mean, other than that, that's just kind of a you know the preview just get, shows. There's no point of seeing previews anymore. Yeah, really, it like, shows Euron going through the city and he's treated like a, you know, rock star. And, and then you can see, you know, Danny, and then you see the battle at Castle Rock. You know, that's basically what kind of what you're dealing with. So, 
it's gonna be very very interesting to see how it goes from here um and then that's kind of the end of the episode um i hope that we've been abused by two people out there saying we need to have our pot out quicker but you know Kelly Choi, I love you yeah. to death. I really, really do, and stuff like that. But I promise you, we're getting out as fast as we can. We're you know? doing the best we can. We're doing the best we can. I mean, I understand that you produce this amazing content out there in New York, and I know you're Emmy-winning <laughs> and, you know, amazing producer and director, and we watch a lot of your stuff. And keep going with the coffee stuff, girl. That's pretty awesome. Um, but we're getting it out there as fast as we can. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but, you know, props. and um, But other than that, man, I, I just uh, – I love the show. I love what it's doing to the, you know, what it's doing for HBO. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I don't know. A lot of people know. I'm sure, well, I'm sure anybody who's Game of Thrones fans, because everybody's heard it on social media and news, that D&D have announced their next show after Game of Thrones. Did you see that? It's getting a lot of flack. Yeah. In, in this time of our country and. Probably should have done the show like 20 years ago. Like, um, we're a show called The Confederate. To basically showing the what life would be like in the South if the South had won the Civil War, um, but it's going to be modern day South after yeah. the Civil War. I mean, I'm going to be I'm going to watch it just out of interest because this is where we live. But here's the thing: that's what you to me. That's a niche. Yeah. I don't. Once you see what life's like. Well, I mean, I you're gonna have to do a really good job of drawing you into characters to make you want to come back, come back, come back. Well, and part of the problem is like the the better concept is the man in the high castle, and that's on Amazon, and that's still not like crushing it or anything. No, yeah, I mean, and I mean, they, they, that's what it is. It's just a different instead of Nazis, we have the South. Well, and, you know, when you read that there's the high potential that modern slavery is still in existence, I think it's gonna be a major turnoff. Oh yeah. You know, so I don't know. We shall see. I mean, it is Hollywood. You just never know. But I will be watching it and probably be potting it just because these guys have brought us such great stuff. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll watch the first episode and go from there. <laughs> we'll see there. Other than that, guys, uh, again, appreciate you listening in. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, email, YouTube. All that good stuff, man. You know, don't be shy. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, tell us what you thought of our thoughts and theories tonight. If we're way off base or we spot on or we're losers. Let's or be great, honest. We're spot on. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no need to tell us that. My back hurts from patting on. So <laughs> oh, you, know, so you have to get, realize that. But other than that, guys, we really enjoy it. We'll just uh, catch y'all next week. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we're missing Jake, but oh well. We'll catch y'all <laughs> next week.